Uh, actor, musician, icon. Just I, one of my all-time favorite musicians. No. Rest in peace, me love. Yeah. Um, I told when Bob Saget. Oh, rest in peace, Bob. Oh, Saget. rest in peace, Bob. When Bob Saget went down, I was like, always happens in Paris. Oh, I thought he'd be a comedian. Rest in peace, Betty White. Three weeks earlier, I loved the go- like growing up, Golden Girls. Oh, they when I got Hulu. When I was working the first show, when I was working from home, I throw on Golden Girls. That's, that's, that's just a, like full comfort food for me. That's a good point. Yeah. Betty White was the first. Yeah, that was the 31st, and then Meatloaf yeah. just, I mean, yeah, that's all within the span I, of two, three weeks. I'm that. not sure I mentioned this on the last show, but yeah. I, it was when I went to see Spider-Man. Yeah. It was the day after Betty White had passed away, and the first commercial thing uh-huh. was a Fathoms Events Come to the theater for Betty White's 100th birthday. Yeah. We'll be celebrating with Betty White. She will be live answering questions. I, the whole, the whole audience was just like, ooh. Well, they did not pull and, that fast. And I, I mean, and I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, Betty White. I laughed out loud. Like, I couldn't, the irony was too funny for me. Yeah. And I felt a little bad laughing, yeah. but I, I, I just I couldn't think- help it. I think Betty White would think that's. Funny. I think she would, but I mean, if she's she's hearing me now yeah. from be, the Beyond, I've never been a big Betty White fan. Uh-huh. I've never liked Golden Girls. Oh. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't get the love of Betty White. But I, other people loving her, that's great. Yeah, I've never gotten it. But I mean, it was just the it was just so funny to yeah. me. I was like, she died yesterday, and that was the first thing on the big screen. Come join us, Fathom Events, Betty White's 100th birthday celebration in theater live. Like, oh, I, I just, knew they were advertising. I yeah. laughed my, I yeah. just started laughing. Uh, oh, there, there was a few other chuckles, but most people were like, ooh, yeah. like too soon. I knew she was having this hundredth birth, this hundredth birthday thing, and then yeah, dies, dies. Uh, I mean, it was like a week before or something like that. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, can't, can't pull that from the. You know, it's, it's all digital now. They yeah. can just hit play or yeah, whatever they, the. Yeah. Projectionist is doing back there. Couldn't just snip that out of the film. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, rest in peace, Betty White, Bob Saget, and Meatloaf. Yeah. I think those are the big three, right? Those We're done. Ones. No one else should yeah. no one else should be dying. I felt like it's always pairs. And yeah. So we got two comedians, so I hope we don't lose another musician soon. No. Yeah. Especially one that I love and cherish. Were you already cursing the year twenty twenty two? Nah. Damn no. you, twenty twenty two. I'm not ready to curse twenty twenty two yet. I never understood the like Oh, this year. I was like, we're every year we're. I mean, we're aging every year. I'm going to lose someone that was a part of my childhood. Something Uh, and people forget that they happen in January. We may get to 2022. No one else is going to die. I'm like, yeah, 22 was good. I was like, did you forget Meatloaf? Yeah. Did you forget Meatloaf way back in January? That counts. It does. Yeah. I mean, time's weird. 
January seems like forever. I was going through uh, like my best, you know, best movies of 2021. And I was looking at my list. I was like, ah, I didn't see a lot. Judas and the Black Messiah came out in January, so they say, or did it come out four years ago? I don't know. Yeah. Certainly felt like it came out four years ago. You're, you're, January, January has lasted forever. Yeah. I, I took my Christmas lights down last week, mm-hmm. and uh, my neighbor was outside, and I looked at him, I said, Christmas is fucking cancels. As a joke. Yeah. And then as I was taking the lights down, and thinking, holy crap, I have got to get these lights down. They have been up forever. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, man, it's not even the end of January yet. I'm actually ahead of a lot of people in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. But I canceled Christmas. Yeah. We'll see about next year. <laughs> we'll see if it comes back around. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, outside of um, you know, morning, uh, morning Dead Celebrities, what else have you, you been watching? Okay, so... Are you going to that Fathoms event? I'm, I'm not going to make that Fathoms event. Have you been to a Fathoms event? I went to a Fathoms event. What was it? Oh, I went to see The Killing Joke. Okay, yeah. yeah. Years ago, uh-huh. the animated Batman um, thing. That was a Fathoms event. Yeah. I haven't been to like one of their like live Broadway ones or right. anything. I've been to that one, and I went to Fathom Events Presents um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Uh, things like that. I've been to a couple of like classic movies yeah. over the last few years that are Fathom Events. Right. But... but um, yeah, but like the live show. Or yeah. Like, yeah. We're presenting, uh, you know, Fiddler on the Roof. Right. Haven't, yeah. yeah, haven't been to one of those. Yeah. Um, but I, so I didn't watch a ton, but I'm looking here. I watched, five, other than the movie for the show, I watched five items. Okay. And every single one of these was stunning. Nope. Studly. Studly. Top notch stuff here. Okay. So, I watched the MT, or not MTV, <laughs> HBO Music Box documentary, uh-huh. Jagged. Okay. Alanis Morissette. Yes. Um, uh, it's about Alanis and the Jagged Little Pill album. Right. It is outstanding. Okay. It is so good. Yeah, so Music Box is a, a documentary series. Right, they have, they have a few of these, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a Kenny G one, they yeah, did one on Juice World, like it was a DMX one. Yep. So I watched Jagged, which is the last one. Mm. It's absolutely outstanding. Really, really cool to hear about just like how that album came to be. Her mm-hmm. early career is really interesting. Her life is interesting. I love. I absolutely love that album. I have since I was in junior high or whenever it came out. Yeah. Like, I love that album. Speaking of R.I.P., R.I.P. Dave Coulier, you know, way back in 1993 when Atlantis, you know, murdered him. One of the first diss tracks? Maybe. We don't know. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll never, never know. We'll never know. Atlantis will never she, say. If she's not going to say it in a music box documentary, she's never going to say it. Yeah. They, they, they touch on that, and huh? it's actually pretty... It's a, it's a fun a fun segment they touch on on, on that song. Right. Um, and there's some, there's some celebrity inputs on that that are great. Um, okay, so watch that. Yeah, absolutely worth watching whether you love that album or not. If you don't love that album, then you haven't listened to it. Yeah. Um, or you just don't like that kind of music. It's music. You like it, you don't. It doesn't matter. With the documentary, though, like even, and I'm a fan of Lance Morissette, or at least that album, the songs off it. If I wasn't, is the documentary done in such a style that, like, 
I would just enjoy it anyways. Yeah, would you yeah, recommend it's definitely it? just a good watchable doc. Are you gonna watch the Kenny G one? I don't think I'll watch Kenny G. Would you watch the DMX one? I don't think I'll watch the DMX. One. What about Juice World? Yes. Okay. You would watch Juice World. No, okay. I don't want to watch Juice World. No. Um, there's a fifth, Is there a fifth one, one that I do want to see. There was one. There was another one that I was like, yeah, I'm watching that. I don't remember which one it was. It wasn't DMX, but there was another musician one. Like a, about like a album, I think. Uh-huh. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, so watch that. Yeah. I watched the, um, I don't know what happened to my list. What year? 2016. Finally, after all these years of waiting and waiting, I just sat down and I, I was, and watched it by myself. Mm-hmm. Because the significant other who was like, oh, I really want to see that. Who kept me from seeing it in the theater. Yeah. All these years, she was out and about. And I was like, I'm watching it. Yeah. I watched 2016's Arrival. Oh, yeah. You've been, that's what, you've been pushing that off. We've done a couple Denny Villeneuve movies. He's like, yeah. But I got to watch it with, I got to watch it with the, uh, the, the SL. I said, I ain't waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching it. Watched it. Enjoyed it profusely. Uh-huh. Um, actually, was certainly surprised on how little of that movie has been spoiled to me over the years. Yeah. Uh, so it was great. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. That's a great one to go in fresh uh, eyes, too. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was... Like... I remember it being super hyped up when it came out, mm-hmm. like Academy Award-wise. It did, yeah, Amy Adams was nominated. And and, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure it's at that level, but it's certainly good. You definitely, it's one of those, you know, you, you do watch these movies and you're like, yeah, that was really good. And you think, oh, the Academy Awards, but really, you go back and look at the list, it's like, is it one of the ten best movies of the year? Right. I, re- I really like Arrival. Yeah, it, it's certainly good, and I, yeah. and I really enjoyed it, and it's it's right up my alley. I love mm-hmm. aliens. I love sci-fi. You love language. You know, I love language. You and love Forrest Whitaker. I love Forrest Whitaker. Ghost Dog is a great movie, yep. um, and it's got some Lovecraftian like kind of essence to it that mm-hmm. I'm really into, so that was awesome. Now, 1956. Movie called Overexposed. This was a Noir Alley selection on TCM. This is about a photographer, a, a woman who um, yearns to, to not be in front of the camera, but behind the camera. And what a good movie. She's, she is a photographer, and she, she gets into a pickle. It's not really... It was on Noir Alley. To me, it's not really a film noir but it's a, absolutely a fantastic movie. Um, really enjoyed it. So, yeah, 1956, Overexposed. Then, 1989, Dead Poet Society. Mm, yeah. Maybe the greatest coming-of-age movie ever made. I don't know. Ooh. I haven't seen it in probably 10 years. Yeah. Watched it. No, it's probably been longer than 10 years. Mm. Watched it. It's so good. Yeah, you know that's a that's a list you put together. Best coming of age movie. I mean, that's a big genre. Yeah, I I was gonna just cut it in half, like young men coming. You know, because obviously, you know, my my wife would probably have a different. You know, she probably maybe she can't, maybe she can't. It does relate to the you know struggles of of a young man. You know, young men stepping out into. But you say that first thing, come on. 
Stand By Me. You know, you're throwing that in there. No. But, yeah. It's, I mean, Robin Williams, great. Great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is really something. Ethan, young Ethan young Hawk. Ethan Hawke. Like, he's, Ethan Hawke's great. Um, just... What a treat! I yeah. treated I treated myself to that. Mm-hmm. I, it's like I it's been a while. You stood on the table at the end. Oh man, Captain! My Captain! What a great movie! Yeah. What a great movie! And then to round up this list of top tier films, 1963, Audrey Hepburn, Cary Grant, Charade. Mm. This movie is so stinking awesome. It is a Comedy, crime, who done it? I don't even know. Yeah. Like, Cary Grant is the coolest dude. He's by far the coolest dude from this era. Uh, Audrey Hepper. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. What a great movie. How I had never seen this before, I have no idea. It is so awesome. Everyone needs to watch Charade. It is on Amazon Prime. Check, yeah, watch it. Check out Charade. That's what I watch. I've never, I've never seen Charade, so it's it's great. Yeah, it is it is cool. Audrey Hepburn is half the time. I'm like, what am I watching here? Like, you got this Cary Grant, Audrey Hepburn, like quippy, this quipping back at each other, mm. back and forth. It is so awesome, but it's like it's like a a, a comedy, an action, a whodunit. A romance. It is just such a cool movie. It's got this Hitchcock vibe to it. It's unreal. It's unreal. It, it is so good. I can't believe I, I waited this long in my life to see this movie. Uh, yeah. Everyone should watch Watch Straight. So awesome. But the, the, So that is that rounds off yeah. my list of absolute top-notch stuff. I didn't watch anything crappy. And even the shows, let me just brush on that. I'm excited about what I watched yeah. recently. Dipped in on your recommendation, Reservation Dogs. Yeah. What a great show. Great show. Finished the newest season of Big Mouth. Such a good series. Uh-huh. It is insanity. Love it. Dipped into the new HBO dramedy, Somebody Somewhere. Really outstanding. New, like really a heartfelt show and then out of the corner of my eye I watched this new Gordon Ramsay next level chef thing that was on <laughs> I was playing my Nintendo yeah. while it was on I wasn't really watching but it seemed cool I don't know I like Master Chef it's kind of like that yeah but what, if, what about no, you? you know, I, your enthusiasm <laughs> for what you watch is that's good because I just sit and go there's no shows for me. There's no shows. <laughs> she has shows. She always has shows. She, she finds some new HBO. Or I, I see an advertisement to me. I watch the trailer. I go, my wife probably like this. And I show her the trailer. She goes, yeah, this, this is good. I was like, you watch this show. You you take it. And then I just said, I was like, ah, I got nothing. I don't, I don't know. Oh, I got one more. Yeah. I did dip into the number one stream show on Netflix, Archive 81. I've heard, yeah, I've heard about that. I had weird dreams, Mark. Yeah. I had weird dreams. It's freaky. It's great. Yeah. It's great. We're three, up, three, four episodes in, I had weird dreams. And I, when I have weird, <clears throat> weird dreams from a show, I like it. Yeah. I like it. See, I'm just in this weird spot. It's like, oh, I don't... Do I want to watch more shows about some troubled men, awful people? Do I want to watch a horror? Do I want to... I don't know. 
I feel like uh, you know, my wife puts on a show. It's cozy. It's like she's wrapped in a big blanket, gets to watch you know fun stuff happening, slice of life type things. I was like, where's that show for me? You should just dip into Gilmore Girls. Maybe I do. Maybe I just need a Gilmore Girl. But then also, right. I was like, gosh, so much TV. Do I want to dip into something old? Do I want to commit eight seasons to something that's old? And there's all this new TV that's passing me by. I'm missing I'll tell it all. You, I don't regret a single minute of of watching the whole se- series of Cheers. Don't no. regret that at all. Yeah. No. Well, uh, I'll, I'll find something. Will I dip into the new drama, Bel Air, coming to Peacock Network? I think we'll pass on that. Yeah, I don't, I don't so, think I want to watch that. I don't think I want to watch that. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I don't know. I'll find something. Every keeps saying, I'll watch Yellowstone. I was like, I, I tried. I tried. You know how much I, hard, I, I write well, for Taylor Sheridan. And the thing with Yellowstone is you got the first couple seasons on Peacock, mm-hmm. and then now they're on the, yeah, I the Paramount. Paramount. Like, how are you going to deal with that? I can't. I have every streaming service except for Paramount Plus. I can't, can't yeah. good good conscience get a, get another one. Yeah, especially if I if I'm not committed to a show that I already have. And it may just end up on Peacock down the road. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I you know they on Peacock they advertise some uh, Josh Gad Isla Fisher. Yeah, not not thrilled by the cast, but it seems like it's a werewolf show and you know me I, I was like well I just did this whole werewolf marathon and it, isn't it like called the enemy within me or something wolf like that? With, wolf within is it the wolf with, a wolf like me wolf like me something yeah. like that yeah. it's like, oh is this a werewolf show I don't think it's a werewolf show they're kind of selling it like there might be a werewolf though I think it's a it's <clears> like a serial murder show oh she has to like lock herself in like a you know, she has to do that werewolf move, you know, where you have to lock yourself in like a Oh, a maybe jail it is cell. a werewolf show then. I, they haven't given it enough away, but the wolf's in the title. I said, you know, if this was a movie, I'd watch it. You want me to commit 10 episodes? I don't know. I like Josh. So then I just scroll. I, I just like scroll. Josh Gad. Avenue 5? Right. Such an awesome show. Yeah. I'm really excited for the next season of that. Yes. HBO did announce Perry Mason season 2 this summer. None of it. None of it. Watch Perry Mason. Do I, should I dip into Perry Mason? It's I don't dark, know. Man. It's hard to watch. It's dark. I'll find something. I'll find something. Any movies? You know, yeah, because I go to HBO and it's just like, yeah, do you, do you want to watch Sex and the City? It's like, no. Do I want to watch Euphoria? It's like, I'm too old. Let's go. <laughs> do you want to watch uh, this? I was like, no. It's just, I'm not, in, I'm not, I don't belong to a demographic right now. I'm a man without a, I'm a man without a ship. <laughs> you know? <I'm> just... <laughs> I don't belong to 35, not, not even 35 me. Where, where's my show? Abe, specifically me. I don't know. I'll find it. I didn't watch some movies though. We're going to take it old school. 1985, I watched Rocky IV. Jumped right to four. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Okay, this movie. I, so I listened to a podcast about it. That's what got me thinking about it. This movie is 30% montage. There's not much of a story at all. It's 90 minutes long. And it rocks. It rocks. I love every montage. I love the soundtrack. It does just go, here's Drago. Here's the Creed fight. Here's Rocky going to Russia. Here's the last Drago fight. You're done. And I, it, it just it goes by so quick, is, and I'm into it. Is 4-1 the song is Eye of the Tiger? Uh, they play Eye of the Tiger. I think Eye of the Tiger is in 3, three. Okay. but then they, they do like a recap of what happened in 3. Yeah. To Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. I think four is more. Um, you get hearts on fire, and uh, so there's hearts on fire and burning heart. They play back to back. You think it's the same song, but it's not. Hmm. They're two different songs. And uh, burning fire. I, well, I think both songs were made for Rocky Four, but burning fire does the thing where it's it's just giving you the plot of Rocky Four. You know. Yeah. You know, it, it, East versus West. Is it man versus man? 
um, you know, about traveling to faraway lands to, to, to fight for what's right. Um, yeah, Rocky Four. It's great. It's fun. Um, makes me want to watch Rocky Three because you get that montage of Rocky Three. I'm like, yeah, I do want to see how he defeated Clever Lang. I've always disliked Rocky Three. I, you know, I, I, I would like. I need to go back and watch it because I've always like, oh, Rocky Three wasn't that great, right? But then I watched Rocky Four. I was like, Rocky Four is not Rocky Four by no means. It was a good movie, <laughs> but it's so much fun. Is Rocky Three a good movie? I don't know. I'm gonna go back. I will watch. I will, I'll report back one you of these should, days. You should watch all the Rockies in reverse order. I've kind of done that <laughs> uh, because, like a year ago, I watched Balboa. Just kind of, I was like, "Hey, I saw Balboa," huh. and I tell my wife, "He's like, you don't need to know anything. They, they, they will cover everything you need to know in through montage, and they do." And then same with Rocky Four. Rocky Four, he drives a car, and then he just has flashbacks of Rocky One, Two, and Three, and parts of Four that we just saw. He, he's it was five minutes to go, and he's having a. We're, we're seeing the montage of him remembering what happened. Um, it's great. I watched a movie, 2021. This is on Netflix. I watched a uh, Barry Elizabeth Winstead and uh, Woody Harrelson movie, Kate. She oh, plays yeah. an assassin. Um, yeah. I want good things for Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I've always uh, enjoyed her since Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing? The thing? Yeah, the thing was awesome. Uh, you know, we, we did Black Christmas, and I found out that there's a 2007 version with her in it. I was like, I want to watch that then. She's great in Fargo. Yeah. Um, this movie's pretty... Like, I buy her as an action star. It's way more bloody than I thought it was going to be, so that's kind of cool. It's not great. It kind of has this weird... This weird thing where I watch it, and I say, there's some guys I went to college I think made her super like this, where it kind of does this... It's all set in Japan... It starts two white people, but then the rest of it just kind of seems like this, like, fetishization of Japan. Mm. It's weird, you know? Like, it has no... So, like, that part of it, I was, yeah, kind of just, like, a lot of, like, not K-pop, because it's, but, like, the Japanese, like, pop, and the the anime-looking people, and, yeah, it's, uh, but the action was cool. I like that. Um, she, you know, she's fun in it. Um, so, Kate... It's not great. You can probably pass this on Netflix. Um, it's no Gunpowder Milkshake. Mm. The other Netflix action movie that came out same year. Um, female protagonist action with, yeah. movie. With, yeah, with a female yeah, yeah, lead. It seems to be something they're shooting for on Netflix, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did two of them. Yeah. And then, I want to say there's a third one. Like, and, and it's always like someone you know. It's like, it's like, I want to say it was a third one that was ad- Oh, um, this may not be, but there's there's always... It's also advertised me. It's a uh, Jessica Chastain movie. I think like Ava? Yeah. That's always advertised yeah. me on Netflix. So, yeah, yeah, I see that one on mine, too. I don't know if that was a Netflix original, or, but yeah. They, they pushed that one hard on me. Um, okay, watch 2021. So this is an Amazon Prime original. I don't know what they call their studio. An Amazon movie. Being the Ricardos. Oh! Um, great Nicole Kimmon. Great Javier Bardem, great J.K. Simmons, great Tony Hale. Performances are all great. Um, kind of an interesting story. It's kind of this week, and you learn a lot about uh, Lucille Ball. Um, my biggest beef with this is I, I just this is one where I, it's directed by Aaron Sorkin, and so the, the dialogue and the, and the actors delivering I like, but then the directing and some of the storytelling 
style, I, I just, I didn't love. And, uh, yeah, I kind of think this was hurt. I was, I wonder what would happen if this was a script that he wrote, given to a director that was a little more capable. Mm. If this would have been just a little better. But, great Nicole Kidman performance. I think she'll probably be nominated. People, they love when, uh, you play someone who, who was real. You know? Biopics. Always, Biopics, always yeah. a strong choice for, you know, mm-hmm. That Academy push. And a, and a great Harvey Bardem. You know? I, I don't know if he looks like a... She looks like Lucy. You know, I only know her from Black and White. I was like, yeah, yeah that kind of looks like her. I don't know if Harvey Bardem looks like uh, Desi Arnaz, but uh, he's good. He's good. He's good on screen. Um, that's what they say about him. And one other movie in theaters finally got out. That uh, Regal Pass is uh, paying for itself now. Uh, I saw 2022's Scream oh. 4. No 4, but it is the fourth one. But they just go Scream. No, I... Isn't the fifth one? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Scream 5. I saw Scream 5, <laughs> but it's just called Scream. No 5. Yeah, just Scream. Yeah. It's called Scream, but it's definitely the fifth movie. It's not a reboot or anything. It's, I mean, it's, they're all the posters. The cast is back. Nev Campbell, Dan Hark- they're, they're all back. This is definitely... The fifth installment of the Scream franchise. Um, it's silly, but Scream movies are supposed to be silly. Yeah, and it's funny. And but uh, they actually make uh, you know it, it, they they do the, the the meta commentary on horror movies, and so that's I feel like they come back even stronger in the fifth one than they did maybe in like two or three, maybe in four. I don't remember four. We did four for the show, but I don't remember what we came away with it. This one they definitely hit on. You know they they, they talk about. Uh, uh, you know, things like... Because we've moved away from, like, uh, uh, you know, the 80s. Scream is kind of like... Um, kind of it, The first one's making commentary on, like, uh, the slasher, right? Halloween and stuff. And this one, you know, it's still the ghost face killer. And he's going around stabbing people and stuff. Spoiler alert, he stabs people. Uh, but they also make commentary on, like, yeah, are we past this? Like, don't we just, like, watching Hereditary and stuff like that now? And so, right, but, right. Yeah. So I'm, like... Yeah, yeah, this is not this is not hereditary. This is not the witch. This is not um it follows. But it's a slasher movie and it's super fun and I'm just I have a big tub of popcorn. I'm like, yeah, this was great. This was a fun time at the movie theater. Awesome. So I recommend Scream. Well I'll do it for the show because uh uh eventually, you know, when, when it comes on video, enough people get to see it. because uh, I I do like doing a sequel. Maybe we gotta do Scream too. I, I, I don't remember Scream Two, but I like doing a movie where they make a commentary. On doing sequels, which is what we do, and yeah. maybe maybe, maybe they uh, maybe there's something we never even thought of. Yeah, I would I would like to get out and see that one. Yeah, um, yeah, it was, just, it was good to be back. So if I get one more in, I uh, I don't lose any money this this month. So yeah, break even. We'll see. I got beef from Regal though. No Midnight Alley. Couldn't Licorice Pizza never even came there. Midnight Alley was there for like a week and then it was gone. Uh, AMC's got it all though. But I don't have an AMC pass, so it'd be silly for me to go to AMC and pay eleven dollars. I I also am bummed I missed um, Min, or Nightmare Alley, Midnight Alley, or Nightmare, Nightmare Alley, Nightmare, Nightmare Alley. Alley. Yeah, Licorice Pizza. I was like, I'd like to get that. Yeah, but my biggest beef during the pandemic they switched from switched from Coke to Pepsi. Biggest beef. I I got the large popcorn because I, I I went midweek. I went to a late showing. I got a baby. I was like, ah, do I go? My wife's like, get out of here. Go. Bring me back some popcorn. So I got the large. Yeah. 
got medium soda because I was like, I don't need a refill on the soda. Just give me a medium soda. I look, I was like, what have I not tried? Give me the Pepsi Zero. It sucks. Pepsi Zero sucks. Diet Pepsi sucks. What was wrong with Coca-Cola? I don't know, man. I do not like Pepsi products. No. And I I may get my my Regal Pass... um, what 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 do they call it when you get it re- revoked? Revoked? I might I might be like John Stockton and his season tickets right yeah. now at Guns Games. I might get revoked here, but I've been stopping at the Walgreens and getting a Coke product. Do you stick a you oh, go bottle or can? Bottle. Okay. He's, yeah. Psst. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I am I am so unapologetic yeah. now, but I don't even try to sneak it in. I put it in my front, like I put it in my pocket. I don't just carry it in. Yeah. But once I'm in there, it's in the. It's in the drink holder. That's how you do. I just am like, I'm not drinking Pepsi. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not drinking. I do not like Pepsi. They got, they got this shitty Tropicana lemonade. It sucks. Uh, with Sierra Mist. No thank you. You know? No thank you. Did they even offer me a root beer option? I don't know. I know. I just went. I looked. I was like, this. Uh, give me the Pepsi Zero. Halfway through the movie, it, it just... You know, then it gets the water down, and it's like this. This is gross. I don't like it. Yeah, at least like if you're gonna have Pepsi, at least like have that tertiary option. Like have a weird little side machine that's got Mr. Pib and RC Cola. Could I get a Mr. Can I get a Pib Extra? <laughs> yeah, Pib, give me a Pib or an RC, or you know, just some like third option or Dad's root beer. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, something that's I'm, not in affiliation. I'm a diet soda drinker, but when I'm going to a movie, I will drink. I'll. I'll Taking a thousand calories. Yeah, you're splurging. Oh, I'm splurging. Yeah. So yeah, give me a pib extra. Give me yeah a dad's root beer. Um, surge. Keep it surge on tap. I'll drink that. Just surge. Yeah, yeah surge. Jolt. Okay. Mellow Jolt yellow. Yeah. No, I did. So you know, I saw a late night movie. You know, it wasn't too bad. It was like seven thirty. You said twenty minutes of uh, previews. Movie starts at eight. A little early. It's a two hour movie. I get back at ten. I had this big. Medium soda, scared out of my mind. Ghostface gonna be around every corner. <laughs> yeah, I'm up till midnight. Yeah, I gotta go work the next day. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe do I have caffeine option? Maybe. I guess that's a Sierra Mist. But yeah, you gotta give me something. Do I go slushy? <laughs> Am I one of those I guys? Think now? Maybe you have to. Do I go just because you know slushy? that's gonna that's gonna work. Yeah, you know that's gonna work. They, it's hard to mess up a slushy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll report back. I'm going to see another movie. I, I don't know what. Something must be out. I'll see something. Um, I'll report back on my soda option was. Or do I just sneak one in? Do I go rogue? Do I, do I sneak in a Burger King chocolate milkshake? I have friends that bring in... In, in my pocket. I have friends I've gone to movies with. They bring in, like, taco time. Oh, Like, all kinds of stuff. And they, they still buy popcorn, too. But it's like, hey, you want a crispy meat burrito? And I'm sitting there like... Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Pocket burrito? Okay. Uh, okay, I'm stalling because uh, there we go. For some reason, I, I uh, accidentally took myself off of Wi-Fi. For a second, couldn't, lo- couldn't load the movies we watched. Um, well, we caught two other movies uh, along with all the excellent stuff Mike saw and the, you know, the okay stuff I saw. <laughs> um, we caught the 2001 sequel to 1998's Rush Hour. We watched Rush Hour 2. We're finishing out Buddy Cop Month. Yep. It's a theme that just kind of came we just, together. We've made it happen. Yep. Uh, Rush Hour 2 is a sequel to the 1998 uh, movie directed by Bretton Radner and starring uh, Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, uh, Ken Luong, Chris Penn, 
It is the story of uh, when a Hong Kong inspector, Lee, is summoned to Los Angeles to investigate a kidnapping. The FBI doesn't want an, any outside help and assigns cocky LAPD detective James Carter to distract Lee from the case. Not content to watch the action from the sidelines, Lee and Carter form an unlikely partnership and investigate the case themselves. Rush Hour, the fastest hands in the East, meets the biggest mouth in the West. Was this your first time seeing Rush Hour? It was not. Yeah. I, I, I've seen this movie a lot. This was one of my earliest memories of owning something on DVD, was yeah. Rush Hour. Yeah, so this, this movie came out in 1998. Yeah. And so, just for, you know, not to age myself, actually I don't really care, I'm 39 years old. Yeah. I was a junior in high school when this Deal movie with came it, out. America. Yeah, I was 16 years old when this movie came out. And this is like... That that's that's a imprintable age, mm-hmm. especially in movies. That's when I got an Evil Dead, and it's also when I watched Rush Hour. Yeah. So this movie got watched a lot, a lot. Not only did Mike watch a lot, everyone watched it. A everyone lot. watched it. A lot. It was a huge hit. People were just quoting Chris Tucker everywhere you went. You <laughs> go to school, people were saying, you know, can you understand the words coming out of my mouth? You don't touch a black man's radio. I mean. Tons of things he said. I watched the episode of The Office where they allude to this, where Michael Scott... Oh, Michael Scott, yeah. Just, it, it, was, it was on TV the day after I watched Rush Hour, I just started laughing. I was like, that, what are the odds that I watch this episode of The Office right now? Um, yeah. Chris Tucker, top of the game right now. You know, he, he's coming off Friday. He, he does Fifth Element, Money Talks, Jackie Brown. He has a small part of my, my, Jackie Brown. They does he just knocks out Rush Hour, Rush Hour Two, Rush Hour Three, and he's done until Silver Linings Playbook just walks away. But those two movies, like everyone knows who Chris Tucker is because those yeah. movies were just such a huge hit. And then of course, and then you add in the Jackie Chan of it all, where the '90s Jackie Chan just had the market corner on this like action comedy kung fu martial art hybrid where. You went watching because you know he was doing his own. That was a big selling point of it. Yeah. I used to love First Strike, Rumble in the Bronx. First Strike I saw in theaters, Rumble in the Bronx, um, Super Cop, Super Cop. Let's see. Um, God, he's been around forever. So when I do earliest to um, earliest to, to newest uh, on Letterbox, you got to scroll through a lot before you get to Rush Hour. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's probably Super Cop. You have um, Rumble in the Bronx, Drunken Master in there, uh, The Condor. Like, he just had all these movies coming out. Uh, and he always kind of played this, like, unassuming, for the most part, especially like First Strike, Rumble in the Bronx, Rush Out. He plays kind of this unassuming, quiet, kind of just has this, like, nice guy charm to him. He doesn't want any trouble. Use a lot of his stuff is trying to avoid the fight, mm-hmm. and then you stay after the credits because you want to see him do the stunts. Yeah, and that was like a big stunt. But so then you take Chris Tucker, um, him together, perfect buddy cop, fish out of water, you know, unlikely duo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, so I rewatched it. I probably hadn't seen this movie in twenty years. Loved it. It's still me too. hilarious me to me. Too. Yeah. Um, 
It had a $35 million budget, grossed $244 million, 61% on Rotten Tomato based on 74 reviews. Critical consensus says, uh, kick-ass addition to the cop-buddy film genre. And I find it odd that they say cop-buddy and not buddy-cop, which is what everyone else a, in the world... Are you buddy-cops or are you a cop-buddy? They're cop-buddies. Is it a seeing-eye dog? Or a... Or is it, is it, a, is it a, a dog guide or a guide dog? Right. <laughs> seeing eye dog or a dog seeing an eye? <laughs> uh, so, huge success. Um, we get a sequel. I was uh, going, you know, I, I like to collect all the, you know, the information. You know, directed by Brett Reiner. He obviously has his um, his stuff. He, he's not doing much anymore. And he, it's, he has this and then a bunch of movies I just don't like that much. But this movie... Really is just the Chris Tucker Jackie Chan show, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know. Cause I'm looking at the, the people who wrote the, wrote the movie, and uh, you know Jim Coff wrote Snow Dogs after this, and then uh, Ross Lamana wrote Titanic, a 1996 made for TV movie, not the Titanic. And I can only imagine that this script was 30 pages long, that said, uh, you know, guys buy guns, Chris Tucker improvises, Jackie Chan does a lot of jumping. Yeah, and like this is all you need, right? Yeah, and this is this is cl- yeah, this is clearly a uh, a studio a studio production where they're like, we got Jackie, we just got this hot guy from hot comedian yep. from Friday coming off Friday, make a movie. Yep, point you, the camera. You don't mess this yep. up. Just point the camera. Here's the and, room. Here, here's a room of writers. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do much. You're gonna direct this thing just so. Someone's there to supervise. There's not. I mean, I guess there's a twist, sort of, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't it, matter. It's a very paper thin kidnapping plot. Yeah. You know, and it really is just go from fun location to fun location. Uh, so Jack, so Chris Tucker can say some fun things, and Jack Chan can jump over things. Yep. Um, Work great. We get a sequel three years later. Rush Hour Two. Um, we bring back the cat. Brett Ratner returns to direct this. Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker. They're joined by Zhang Zai, Rosalind Sanchez uh, joining the cast. Um, Rush Hour 2. Don Cheadle? <laughs> Uncredited Don Cheadle. Oh, really? Uncredited. Uh, I have a fun um, fun IMDb trivia about that. Uh, Rush Hour 2. It's vacation time for Carter as he finds himself alongside Lee in Hong Kong wishing for more excitement. While Carter wants to party and meet the ladies, Lee is out to track down a triad gang lord who may be responsible for killing two men at the American Embassy. Things get complicated as the pair stumble onto a counterfeiting plot. The boys are soon up to their necks in fistfights and life-threatening situations. A trip back to the U.S. may provide the answers about the bombing, the counterfeiting, and the true allegiance of sexy customs agent Isabella. Rush Hour 2. Get ready for a second rush. Was this your first time seeing Rush Hour 2? No. No. But, I think it may have only been my second. Maybe third. You know, I've probably seen it a few times, but I did not remember it as much as I did Rush Hour 1. Yeah, I didn't remember a bit of it. You know what? I cannot tell you the plot to Rush Hour 3. I don't know if I've ever seen Rush Hour 3. I do not think I've seen that one myself. Um... Which comes, I mean, I remember, like, Rush Hour 3 comes later, right? It's, it's, Way later, yeah, there, yeah. There's some time in between. So, yeah, a six-year gap. Yeah, that's, between, a, that's a pretty big gap for, for a hot franchise. The way that they're, yeah, um, popping these out. Um, Rush Hour 2, they upped the budget $90 million, 
Still grosses $347 million. Huge box office hit. 52% on Rotten Tomatoes based on 128 reviews. Uh, Critical Consensus says, doesn't feel as fresh or funny as the first. And the stunts lack some uh, (laughs) intricacy normally seen in Chan's films. Um, Let's just start with you. What did you like about Rush Hour 2? I like how it's almost like a direct continuation of one. Is it? I'm not sure, like right. time wise, but but because the end of one, they're getting mm-hmm. on a plane to go to China or Hong Kong. Yeah, and then when it starts, they're in Hong Kong. They're, on, they're in Hong Kong. They're on, yeah, they're driving down the street. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. Chris Tucker does not have his goatee though. True, so, a little uh, could continu- the plane, continuity issue there. Yeah. Maybe the hotel room. Yeah, and the guy in that was part of the IMDb trivia. This was one of the few. Uh, this was the only movie where Chris Tucker does not sport a goatee. Yeah, no, uh, no I said, well, that's interesting. Um, I liked the, I liked that. I, I liked, um, just the setting. Now, okay, fish out of water, mm-hmm. flip the script. Nothing. It's so easy. Yeah. It, it doesn't pioneer anything, no. but it's, it, it works. Why not? It, it almost makes you wonder why, you know, we've done, uh, we did Shanghai Night, mm-hmm. Shanghai Night, the sequel to Shanghai Noon. Why didn't Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan go to China? It just seems so easy. You take the cowboy, put him yeah. in in Shanghai. This is a, yeah. So you take Chris Tucker, the first movie. It's him taking Jack Chan, teaching him the ways of Los Angeles. Flip it now, it's Jack Chan teaching him the ways of Hong Kong. Though they don't really touch on that very much. Right. But you got to go to fun locations. You get Chris Tucker at a karaoke bar, and you get them at a Asian massage or you know Chinese massage a spa. Yeah. Um, and that, that leads to two fun fight fight scenes. Yep. Yeah, uh, and just fun. Chris Tucker doing his shtick. Yeah, they kind—they of, really opened that up more. Yeah, I feel like they kind of just let him. I—I I, I, maybe I don't think they were like holding him back in Rush Hour One, mm-hmm. but I think they realized that's why so many people loved that movie was Chris Tucker. Yeah, like the yeah the stunts and stuff are great. Jackie Chan's. No one says a bad thing about Jackie Chan, right? Like. He's fun to watch. Yeah. He acting, who cares? He's karate kicking, he's throwing punches, he's doing stunts. He's a he's, he seems funny. He's got good comic timing. I like the foreigner. That's how much and, I like Jackie Chan. And, yeah. yeah, I mean Mark's into the Jackie Chan lore like real deep. Yeah. Uh but like it was the Chris Tucker show. And I think they know that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Alright, we got a little more money in play. We need a little more Chris Tucker. Don't tear it up. Yeah. Uh, and and, he does, and I, I appreciate you know you watch some of these and we watch it with a 2022 lens where you know we do this all with comments like ooh you know that didn't work you know that didn't age you know uh, you know Jackie you, 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 they do the setup for Jackie Chan saying the N word and you, you I didn't remember that particular part uh-huh. but as soon as Chris Tucker says it you go oh they're, oh they're gonna do this aren't they yeah but then when Jackie Chris Tucker's in Hong Kong I was like you know. He says a lot for himself. I don't think he played too much into like Asian stereotypes. I think he avoided a lot of those. You know, uh, just lost of his face. You know, the uh, you know when, when they're doing the spas, like oh, doesn't he make like an Asian like small piece joke? No, he he makes it specifically about one guy. You know, yeah, they all you know he takes the guy's towel and just says, oh, I know why you're bad. Yeah, and he just yeah. whips with the towel. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, he gets a lot more uh, action in this one. Chris he does. Yeah. Does did he learn karate or you know kung fu or something? Because in the spa, 
He's he's doing he's some arms some, and some kicks. He's got some choreography going on yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, I was like how bigger he is. And you can tell, I think he got in shape. He does a lot of shirtless scenes in this. Yeah, movie. he's not he's not skinny. No. Skinny dude. He, like, yeah, Rush Hour, Rush Hour 1, he was skinny dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely like... Yeah, he, he's hitting, smoky. He was hitting the gym, yeah. Yeah, Smokey and Friday, like just skinny where this is like, oh man, he's, he's got some arms yeah. and some shoulders. Uh, which is great because he just, you know, I like just picking guys up, body slamming them, and just, you know, getting his quips off. Um, it, the, um, I'm trying to think, you know, and and then really just the different locations, the, the the different fights, uh, being in the, ends up being in the casino, and that's just kind of, you know, the fun, just put Jackie Chan in a bunch of things where he can slide and do fun things. Yeah. And then, um... Zayn Zaidi, who we know from um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, um, a few other things. Uh, she kind of gets in, in on it. Uh, where I, I just like a move where someone pulls something and then the person on the other end does something. You know, uh, she's fighting Chris Tucker and he, he grabs her. You know, she's, she has like a bow staff or something. And he grabs it, pulls her. She goes into a full splits, pops up, you know. Um, same with Jack Chan. You know, he, he's got the uh, cra- uh, trash, trash bin. Just steps in it, starts kicking guys with his. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that. Man's too. a genius. Yep. I even, I even love that when when he's sneaking on the boat and he gets, yeah. he puts his feet in the cooler. In the cooler, in yeah. The foam cooler. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, why waste your energy holding yourself on the rope? Jackie Jack. rotation on those feet. I'm looking around. He he could smack you with so many things right now. Oh man, I I I'd have an imprint of a baby toy across my my yeah. head. Just yeah. So many things. He flip over the couch, catch a flip over, pull out the recliner on it, you know, and pop he, you in the face. But he, then he'd pick you up and say sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want any trouble. Don't want trouble. Doesn't want any trouble. He's just trying fight. to get, he's, he just wants answers. Yeah. Um, just want to talk. Just wants to talk. Yeah. Uh, anything not work for you with Rush Hour 2? Um, I don't know. I I think I, I, I really actually enjoyed Rush Hour 2 yeah. a lot watching it. To be honest, yeah. I mean, I it, thought the stunts were still good. Whoever wrote that little that little review, I don't. I think the stunts were still awesome. I, well, yeah, when it says that they're not as uh, you know they're not as in, uh, intricate, I don't know. I mean, would that, would when that he's in that know? like the cash place and he slides through the window, that was insane. Yeah. And then the find the spot. I mean, he steps in the trash can, hits a couple guys with it, you know, passes it, you know, can kick it off to Chris Tucker, who then uses it. Like, yeah, yeah. great stuff like that. Um. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, it would just be the nippy stuff. The same problem I had with one. The, the plot's nonsense. Yeah, you know, it's paper thin, but you know, you kind of just need this, like, you know, especially when we compare it to like like a like a lethal weapon or something where it's like, ah, this is there's a there's a case to be solved. The case to be solved in this buddy cop. It really is. I know. I guess it, yeah. We say buddy cop. Maybe cop buddy is the is the better term. Lethal Weapon, that's a cop buddy show. Or movie. They're cops who have any buddies. They're solving a crime. This is a buddy cop. Yeah. They're you, friends. Are you cop first or are you buddy first? Right. And this is definitely... These guys are buddies. Yeah. They're buddies and they just happen to go about having to solve a crime that I'm not even quite sure what the crime was. I mean, they're, somebody's blowing up buildings. Why she's doing it, I don't know, honestly. I don't... Then there's a counterfeit plot. I don't plot. know why they're blowing everyone up. Yeah. But I like the counterfeit money thing just because... I like counterfeit money stuff in movies. Yeah. We don't get enough of it anymore. The fact that you could only tell the difference between these bills was by burning it. Lighting it on fire. 
what if you have real hundreds? Well, you, you know, you see it right away. Blow it out. Oh, you blow, oh, you blow it out real fast. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's, let's go back to the good real fast because we didn't touch the Don Cheadle of it all. Uh, he shows up as a, as a man who owns a soul food Chinese restaurant, yeah, yeah. speaks Chinese, uh, learn and, and knows the um, some sort of tiger style martial arts. Don Cheadle, uncredited in the movie, only agreed to do it if he could fight Jackie Chan and speak Chinese. Those were his two wants. <laughs> and they allowed him to do both. Not only his wants, but his compensation. Yeah. <laughs> Just said, uh, yeah, uh, I'll do it. I don't know if he and Chris Tucker are friends. Nine, 2001, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle's somebody. We got um, Ocean, the Ocean movies. And, I mean, you know. Oceans. It's definitely a cameo, right? Was that before or after Boogie Nights? Oh, Boogie Nights would be before this. Before. Yeah. So, it's definitely, you know, he's not just a guy, like, in a scene. He's, he's doing a favor, like, because it, it, it's a cameo, right? Yeah. You see, you know, I know that guy. That's, yes, that's Don Cheadle. Uh, and then say, yeah, I'll do it, but I want to fight. That's what I would say. If Chris well, Tucker asked me to do something, I assume it's Chris Tucker. I assume they're buddies. Or maybe he's friends with Jack Chen. Someone said, Don, would you like to do this little role for you? It's a, it's a nothing part, but it's, you know, two minutes you get to do some speaking. That's it, yeah. But I want to fight Jackie Chan. Cause, See, knowing that is awesome. Yeah. When I when I saw it and I realized it was him, I, I was thinking, oh, is this a real early Don Cheadle? Right. I didn't know. But knowing that... You can't demand to fight Jackie Chan unless you've got some some stance. Yeah. Got some leverage, so. Uh, let's see. Rush Hour 2. Uh, let's, let's go. Don Cheadle's on credit, so he's going to be way down the list. Uh, Don Cheadle. Um, cast and crew. Don Cheadle. He's an actor. We know. Let's, let's look at his earliest stuff first. Uh, where did we really first see him? So, Rush Hour 2, before this, he is, I mean, he's the main, so I'm just going backwards, but, I mean, he's definitely, at this point, Don Chido, I think, because he is the main, I guess, he he's the main cop trying to track down John Travolta and Swordfish. Okay. Um, he is in Traffic, which is just, um, I don't remember his role in it, but he's on the poster. He is in The Family Man. I don't. That's a Nick Cage movie. I don't know how big of a role he is in that. He is in Mission to Mars. He's yeah. on the poster for that, and he's in Out of Sight, which I think he plays a pretty big role in that. Same with Bullworth. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he was he was he was legit at that at this point. And then Boogie Nights right before Bullworth. So at this point, he's Don Cheadle. Um, and yeah, he says, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna if I'm gonna play some restaurant owner, I want to speak Chinese. So it only makes sense. I own a Chinese restaurant. Uh, yeah." Going back to things I didn't like, because right, there's, there's not a lot I didn't like about this movie because the stuff that's so good just overshadows anything that I would complain about. And I was like, yeah, the plot's not that good, but who cares? It's Do I get to see Jackie Chan do his thing? It, this is a Jackie Chan movie. I get to see Jackie Chan do his thing. Mm-hmm. Did Chris Tucker take a step back for his, from his Chris Tucker in this? No. I think he's still bringing his fastball yeah. for, for, his, for his quips. Do you think Chris Tucker's... Um, would he, would he be annoying to work with? You think? No, I think he'd be fun. There are two scenes in the delete in the bloopers for both movies. One in the first one, he cannot say Chelsea Clinton, and then the second one, he cannot pronounce Gefilte Fish. I, I think those two scenes in particular, yeah. I I think he'd be fun to work with. Yeah, but those two scenes, I think 
he was messing up on purpose. I that's what he I was, also felt. Yeah, he he kept getting the laughs from the from the uh, the crew. Yes, is that and, he couldn't say, you know, I mean, when he says Chelsea Carter, Kel, you know, he's just messed up. There. I was like, you're are you doing this on purpose? But of course, that's like that's a cut from like who knows how many jokes he you know yeah. how many times they shot that and like the previous. Joke was something else, and he, I, I don't know, but I those dudes seem like he kept uh, I was messing up. One more and then time. the gefilte fish, you get to hear the person off camera say gefilte, and she sounds annoyed. Yeah, when she's just feeding him the line gefilte fish, and then he just can't say it. It does feel like he's doing it on purpose to get the laugh, but that lady seems annoyed. Yeah, maybe he's just trolling. And then her. that doesn't even make it into the to the movie, right? right. He gets yeah. the kosher meal, and then they just cut. Yeah, yeah. He says shalom. Yeah, yeah I, I think he would. I, I I think he's an obnoxious guy mm-hmm. when he's doing his Chris Tucker bit. Yeah, but I think he would be a lot of like for me. I I, I would be laughing. Yeah, I, I think it'd be fun. But I'm not a like. I don't I don't know how it is to work on a movie. You know, to be an actor on a movie, the the demand on you, like how tired are you getting? Like what part right. of the day is he doing this? Like. Uh, the cell phone thing where he pulls out his phone and then the guy wants to, his friend wants to talk to Jackie Chan or whatever that cut out like yeah. that would annoy me more than just the constant messing up I think but I'm also like I like laughing yeah so I think Daniel Lewis would react if he played Inspector Lee he'd quit the movie <laughs> yeah he wouldn't get him he wouldn't demand that they recast Chris Tucker he would just quit he'd, he'd just quit, quit the movie, movie. Yeah. he'd say no I'm gonna do this yeah um he would actually become uh, he would become a citizen though of China in preparation for a role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he would he would fully commit. Yeah. Um, I watched half of Phantom Thread, so I didn't fully count. Mm. I'm gonna finish it, so I have Phantom Thread. But uh, that's a great movie. Great movie. Yeah, great movie. So good. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's gonna be boring, and it is, but it's also but so it's entertaining. Also not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's just this guy making dress, and he falls in love with this lady, and they're both nuts though. <laughs> But it's good. Yeah. Uh, and then he said, I'm walking away. I'm going to go build shoes in Ireland. Um, yeah, okay. Not not a lot to dislike. Um, does this movie improve on anything from Rush Hour 1? Um, I do. I, uh, and we mentioned it. I, I, did, I did like Chris Tucker getting in on the action more. Mm-hmm. Um, because he do, it, his character is doing it in a way that doesn't take away from his shtick. Like, he, his whole thing in one is, like, avoiding the conflict, right? Yeah. Like, like he, Carter is a bad cop. Yes. He's got good instincts, but Carter is a shitty cop. Yeah. He's a crappy cop. He shouldn't be a cop. He should be kicked off the force. He looks the other way. He, yeah. he doesn't bust people in his family. He does drugs. He's, he, he's a crappy cop. Yeah. And he's got good instincts. Uh-huh. But he's there when you need him. Yeah. Right? But, so, yeah, in the first one, it's like, he's avoiding this. He's like, oh, I'm not doing that. And then, and then, and then when, when, when it happens, he's, he's there. Mm-hmm. This one, he's doing the same thing, but they're letting him get in on the action more with the fight scene. The fight scene in the spot was so awesome. They're doing some teamwork stuff. Yeah. And, and, uh. But it still made sense because where's he gonna go? Always oh, got a towel on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know that. Maybe put that in the Carter. Yeah, he's a bad cop, but he is the one who's actually tracking down 
the you know he's the one who who has the le- you know the the informants who can tell him about the guy buying things, which leads to this was this and this one. He's not doing any police work really. He's just kind of tagging along with Jackie Chan. Um, again, minor nitpick, but yeah, you know, I guess you know. Yeah, he gets to do more action, but I guess he's doing a little less police work. But he's also on vacation. I don't know that he gets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, I'm putting this in the negative. Um, he gets the battle. You know, so you know, at the end, bad guys they, they get to pair off with each other, and then they fight the heroes. And uh, um, Zhang Zai from Crouching Tiger, she she gets to have this great fight with Chris Tucker, where you know he's just pretty much trying to dodge all her cool, her cool martial arts. She gets taken out. In such an uncool way that she pushes him over and then the thing just springs back and hits her and then she's dead. And I was like, that, that's a that's a bummer way to go. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't That was a for such a like hard ass yeah. villain, like I don't know. Her character didn't make much sense to me. I didn't and, know her motivation. And her other own, than like, being like the muscle, I she's guess. She's just like blowing stuff up, yeah. blowing stuff up, blowing stuff up, shoves a grenade in in Jackie Chan's face and then yeah. why doesn't she just blow him up cause Jackie Chan keeps pushing his face that's why he keeps pushing his face to hers yeah but she could've just blown him up before that even uh, he kept kicking the thing came about she would hold it and then he'd kick it away and then before she could get it you know fly into the ceiling fan and then uh, you know he'd kick it and then it would bounce off a thing and then... yeah but there's plenty of times where he's gotten out in his mouth and she's standing there like 20 feet away yeah it, it, don't it, do it I'll push the button it's the just thing. blow his ass up a lot of Bad guys talk too much. <laughs> it's like you you've killed so many people. Why are you hesitant to kill yeah. this guy? Yeah. Just kill him, get him out of the way. Just blow him up. Like it's I assume that they brought in a female well one, you know, you bring like some sort of love interest type for Jackie Chan and um in the uh uh Secret Service agent uh, Isabella. I, I, I also they introduced her because like, oh, you need someone to fight the female villain, right? Because yeah, you, you just don't want Jackie Chan or Chris Tucker punching this woman in the face. That's not good for a comedy. Mm-hmm. No, no one's going to find that funny. So I was like, oh, they brought her in to fight her. But then it ends up being Chris Tucker, who just, his whole fight is just dodging her blows. And then she gets just taken out with this uh, springback thing that makes her look, uh, makes her look dumb. Kind of like, a, like an idiot. Like yeah, an idiot. Like a dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like the scene where they're in the hotel across from the hotel and they got the spotting scope. Yes. Because, you know, we got Chris Tucker, who's this flamboyant, mouthy dude, mm-hmm. cocky dude, and then Jack, you know, Lee, who's who's kind of like, you know, the straight-laced, you know, cop, right? Yeah. But it just, I like this humanity they gave him when he's looking through the scope and he's seeing her undress and he's like, ooh. Yeah. Uh, I just... I was laughing so hard during that because, well, Jackie Chan plays it so great. But it's like, he's human. Yeah. He's, he, he's not just know, a robot karate guy. He's doing surveillance. You know, <laughs> he, he understands it. It may not be appropriate, but it's a beautiful woman. I know. You, that's his job. You, you totally expect him to, like, put the spotting scope down uh-huh. and, like, look away. The good thing he was watching. Potentially a bomb got delivered. So. God, that was funny, too. The, yes. Rush Hour 2 is funny. Rush Hour 2 is very, very <laughs> funny. Um, speaking of, uh, or, you know, so we, we know we like it, does this make you want to see a sequel to Rush Hour 2? Yeah, I kind of do. I, I do want to watch a sequel to this. What if I told you there was a third? I, I, I want to check it out. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. I think by the time it came out, and I probably saw previews for it, I was thinking, 
this is this is dumb. Why would I want to see another rush hour? It's movie? the whole reason we do this show, right? Because I mean, you and I both went through this where you said, "They're just gonna do another sequel." I don't want to see that. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch. I want to watch original cinema. That's right. Yeah, I want to watch film. Watch film, not movies. What is Martin Scorsese doing right now? <laughs> I want to watch Wes Anderson. I want to watch Hugo. <laughs> I don't want to watch Rush Hour Three. I'll probably enjoy Rush Hour 3 more You than guys it. go watch Rush Hour 3. I'm going to stay home and re-watch the Royal Tenenbaums. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm above you. Yes. Oh, oh, you like Chris Tucker? Have you seen the hilarious Amelie? That's what I'm going to watch. Uh, what about a remake? Is it time? Oh, gosh. Is a remake of Rush Hour 2. Or just the Rush Hour franchise. The franchise, man, I don't know, because when I rewatched one the other day, the first thing, I stood up, I was laying on the couch, I stood up, and I just said out loud, it holds up. Yeah. And, and ooh, it'd be tough. That'd be tough. That's tough, tough ground to tread. I don't know if it could be done. I don't I think you got the personalities to do Chris it. Chris Tucker was such this huge thing for this short period of time. You know, Friday to Rush Hour 2 in that span. Um, I think you could replace him. I think there's a comedian. You know, you don't do like a Kevin Hart or something. You, you do a comedian that's just coming up. But I'm sure you could find that guy. Sure, yeah, yeah. I don't think you find a Jack Chan. I think I think they would go the wrong way with it and get a guy too serious. That, you know, when I'm watching... Maybe it's just the type of action movies that are here now. I don't want to see the guy from The Raid doing the guy from The Raid. You know, Jackie Chan brings this humor to it that... I don't know if, if we have that international star right now. I don't know. I mean, he is a one of a kind. Yeah. He really is. Just the his his ability, his 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 on-screen presence. Mm-hmm. And, and everything he does, he's got great chemistry with all his co-stars. Yeah. And the comedic timing as you mentioned it. It's like so funny. He, yeah. Yeah. Um and that's hard. This it's a comedy. It's a comedy action movie yeah. and yeah, I just I feel like they would do too much fish out of water where they they would just get like the too serious karate guy and the loudmouth funny guy, and um, yeah, it's, I don't I don't know if it would work. I don't know if, if we had and, and both these guys being so popular at the time of of this, like I couldn't I can't think of two guys to put together that are both as hot as those two guys were when, when this game. Yeah, happened. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, and really, it's the martial art aspect of it. I mean, there must. I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm watching these action movies. There's guys doing karate, or martial arts, but none of them are none of them are Jack Chan. It's know? so fun and kind of creative and yeah, and 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 not just me. You know, I don't one on one move and counter move, move and counter move. It's it's just like. Controlled chaos. Uh, I mean, I think is it one or I think it's one where Jackie Chan's fighting. He's trying to keep the vase from falling. Yeah, and then it still falls. Yeah, but after it's all done. Yeah, after it's all done, the fights. He saves the vase. Yeah, and then I mean stuff like that. We just don't have. Yeah, it's one because that has all the the Chinese uh, the the guy who was collecting. Yeah, that's right. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. and it was our best. Martial art action star right now is it Keanu Reeves? Maybe <laughs> is it? it? It might be. I mean, all right. Rush Hour to Rush Hour remake. You have to do it. It's Keanu Reeves is the martial art guy, fast talking, 
cop is um, is uh, Ken Jeong. So you, you flip, you know. So he's flipping the yeah, flipping the role role reversal. It's an American and... martial artist who has to go to. Um, Ken, you know, I, I don't yeah. know. Oh, I think Ken Jeong's Chinese. Oh no, it's Jimmy O Yang. He's Chinese. It's he's a cop in China. Keanu Reeves is an American police officer who has to go there to help solve a crime. He knows martial arts, though. And Jimmy O. Yang is just kind of a funny, fun-talking comedy guy. Um, that's the movie. <laughs> that's <laughs> Rush Hour. Rush Hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think... You know. Though, sequel, Rush Hour 4, 2022, Jack J. Chris. I mean, this... Just through the time, you know, I just saw Scream 5. They brought back Nev Campbell and uh, Courtney Cox. Chris Ducker, off Silver's Lighting Playbook, and Jackie Chan. I mean, he's still doing stuff. What Can, can you bring it back one more time? Yeah, m- maybe. I'd watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd certainly uh, I'd certainly give it a shot, I think. Yeah. All right, but you, I haven't seen Rush Hour three yet. Maybe they just ruin it. With that's Rush true. Maybe maybe, 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 maybe they die. <laughs> I guess I consider that. Yeah, what if they're just like it's the third? We gotta raise the stakes. <laughs> Jack Chen dies. Uh, the bad guy does push the button. And yeah, die. finally blows up. No talk. Just fi- takes a shot, kills him. Um, do you see Rush Hour two to enjoy Rush Hour three? Or sorry, do you see Rush Hour one to enjoy Rush Hour two? Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily think you do. I think you get, it's, it's the Chris Tuckerisms and the yeah. Jackie Chan action. Like, you're not missing any story. No, you're not missing much story. They don't. Let's go know why these two people are friends. There's, yeah, and it really doesn't matter. There's no real, there's no connection to the, the plot of the first movie no. or any of the other, the movie, the characters from the first movie. I thought maybe the FBI agents might come back. Yeah. Um, cause I liked those guys in the first movie. Um, because they seem like such villains. Yeah. Um, Boggs and that other guy. Boggs yeah. from uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. And that other guy, the guy with the mustache who plays a cop. And yeah. I, I thought I thought they'd spin those guys back in, yeah. but they don't. So no, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Um. All right. You got to see. You're sitting at home. It's Friday night. You got a big bowl of popcorn. Which one you put in to enjoy your evening? Rush hour. Or rush hour two. I'm going rush hour. I, I just think it uh, the the Chris Tucker stuff is so memorable, so mm-hmm. much more memorable. I don't remember a lot of people quoting Rush Hour Two. You know, people, the the one thing I remember people quoting from Rush Hour Two was the the Jamal was people saying that in, in high schools when, when he's right. doing the karaoke, and he's trying to get uh, Lee on stage with him, at least trying to get him off stage because they're undercover. He's just like Jamal Lee, Jamal, and he just keeps saying it over and over again. That was the thing I remember people saying. But yeah, right, yeah. They, they kind of do the thing where they just repeat popular lines from, you know, Don't Touch a China Man's CD, uh, yeah. CD player. Or, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth now? Yeah. yeah. Kind of flips on them. Gefilte fish? People in your high school were going around saying gefilte fish? No, that, no. <laughs> you don't remember no, But people didn't save the credits when I was in high school. So. Oh. <laughs> Who doesn't save the credits for a Jackie Chan? Oh, they are right. Yeah, I'm sure everyone did. They are right. Like, yeah. That was, I mean, that was the, the, the golden era of outtakes, right? It was, because we had the Will Ferrell comedies. Yep. The Will Ferrells, that, and then we had the Home Improvements. Home Improvement? Home Improvement was like outtake, 
like the TV show. Oh, the TV show. Yes, yeah. Okay. Every episode they did outtakes during, yes. the, during the end. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was, uh, they invented it. Really. Yeah, people really love seeing. You know, it gives you a little glimpse by the sea. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, but Rush Hour Two, did we need it? Yeah, damn right we needed it. Oh. It was, it was. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I say this a million times. They don't make movies like this anymore. Either, I mean, I, this had a ninety million dollar, but it had a huge budget. Though it doesn't feel like maybe just filming in location in China costs a lot of money. Um. That boat, too. The boat. the boat. They blew a lot of buildings up. They were in Vegas. Yeah. It seemed like they were in Vegas. Yeah. It, but kind of this middle budget, it's a comedy, but it's still kind of serious. You know, the action's still serious. You know, they just don't make that. I feel like they, they just go too too silly with this type of comedy. If they made Rush Hour again, it would start, it would start The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and... It would just be too. It would be a broad comedy. This is this, this is an adult. This, I mean, teenagers love this movie, but yeah, you know, this is a movie that's yeah. You don't make it this more, and it's it, yeah, fun. It reminded me of two thousand one. Yep. That 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 capsule. Jackie Chan listening to uh, Puff Daddy, crying his car. Gosh, that was awesome. <laughs> yes, <I> love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rush Hour 1, just hip scene war. This is so funny. Uh, <laughs> you all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Rush Hour. Rush Hour 2. It, 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 these are funny. Funny movies. I don't know if they're talked about as like the great 90s comedy movies, but I'd put the first one up there with I it. think so, yeah. yeah. It's a, uh, Rush Hour is a classic. Yeah. It is a classic. Uh, yeah, if you have thoughts on Rush Hour, you can uh, email us at dbdgpodcast, gmail.com. Uh, find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to us here. Uh, last episode, me and Mike and I discussed about doing a theme and me just springing a movie on you. On you. We didn't talk about it before this. Do, do, do you want me to spring a movie on you? Hit me. I kind of thought of one. I'm ready. Okay, so here's what we do. I'm going to come up with a theme. Okay. I'm going to tell Mike a movie. He's then going to come up with a movie to tell me to watch after next episode. Okay. And then after that, you come up with a theme, you tell me the movie. So you, Serpentine, it'll be a Serpentine movie picking. Okay. All right? Yeah, Here's yeah. how it goes. We just did Buddy Cop movie, so I want to do a theme where we show love to criminals. Movies where criminals are the stars of the movie. Okay. And I'm doing the Magician Heist movie, maybe. I don't know because I've never seen it. Now You See Me too. Oh, crap. I think they're criminals. I think they're bad guys. I think the cops are after them. They are definitely criminals. But they're, they're the stars. I, I have seen the first. Okay. They're criminals. I have never seen a Now You See Me's. I'm so. excited. This is a great suggestion. We're going to do Now You See Me too, And then now Mike can, of course, pick a, uh, you know, he has a couple weeks to think about it. But Good get, suggestion. Great theme, too. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, yeah, I thought I thought of a few different. I, I'll have some for the following month when it comes back to my turn, but... Yeah, we're going to show love to, love to some some crime movies. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you can get a jump start watching Now You See Me 2. Until uh, then, it's been Dopey That Guy, Guide to Sequel Remakes. Uh, stay out of traffic. Rush hour. Rush hour. <laughs> Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Don't nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, man.